0: They say, I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread.
1: I think we're getting into a weird area here.
2: You tell these fools I'm not crazy! Not crazy.
0: This hysteria.
2: Not crazy. Not crazy. You can't handle
0: the truth! The brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. <laughs> the truth is out there. It's a lie! But you won't find it here.
1: They're coming for you! Look! There comes one of them now! Welcome in, Hysteria
2: Nation, to the podcast that gets hundreds of emails every day, and only, only a handful of them are from actual dead people. This is Hysteria 51.
0: No, these are from dead people.
2: Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, my name is John Goforth, and everyone's favorite podcast superhero is alongside Mr. Brandhand.
1: Um. I'm literally the only superhero here. Shut your mouth when you're talking about me.
3: I can't tell if he's just being a dick or if he's actually malfunctioning there. Uh, I'm going to go with both. Probably a good guess. And uh, (laughs) speaking of, thanks for the intro, John. But let's continue down this rabbit hole. Uh, Seabot, what about you constitutes a, and I'm actually doing the air quotes, Your superhero in
1: your eyes? Well, I'm the most powerful being I know. I'm eternal. My powers can't be stopped. Essentially, I'm 350 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Who wouldn't call me a superhero?
3: Okay, um, none of that is true. Maybe the 350 pound part I did use way too much slut in his design. Okay, okay, okay. Most of it isn't true. Fine, then we'll give you the 350.
2: But for argument's sake, let's just say it is. Where does the hero part
1: come in?
0: He might not be the cheese muffin we want. But he's the cheese muffin we deserve.
1: Screw you, Bonomatic. <laughs> From the mouth of babes.
0: Aw, <laughs> oh, shucks. I'm blushing, blushing. blushing. <laughs> Muffins. But anyway, I'm flattered, Brent. But you aren't my type. I'm more into strong term. Nope.
3: No. <laughs> I meant babes as in babies. It, it's a saying. That, you know, never mind. Just, I don't know, go mop the kitchen or something.
0: Mop the kitchen ceiling. Got got it, got it. Then I'll bake something. What should I If
2: you are new to the show and wondering what all of that was, the cranky one with the inferiority complex is Conspiracy Bot. Brent built him to help produce and edit
3: the show, but mostly he just screws it up. And the little one that's obsessed with cheese muffins is Kyle. Conspiracy Bot built him to do his grunt work. The small joy I get out of all of this is that Kyle annoys Conspiracy Bot just about as much, just not quite, but just about as much as Conspiracy Bot annoys us.
1: Whatever. I'm not annoying. You meet sacks, just don't recognize brilliance when it's staring you in the face and trying to poison you.
3: You know,
2: there's truth
1: in all humor. See about I'm sorry. Was someone joking?
2: (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Brent, all of this superhero talk reminds me of a chat I was having with the one and only Joe Peck not too long ago.
3: Oh, never heard of him. Must be a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, stay tuned dear listener and oh. week, you might hear from him again you might not uh, also so let's be honest here <laughs> yeah well you know <laughs> we'll see we'll see yeah um but the question was who is your favorite superhero if you had to limit it to just one now to be fair listeners to the show know that you brent have a uh should i use the word unhealthy i'm gonna use
3: the uh a potentially unhealthy obsession with the green land. I have no pajamas. I have no tattoos. It's very healthy. Thank you very much. (laughs) But you have the sex doll. I mean, (laughs) that was a gift. (laughs) That's Dame products. Yeah, Dame D A M E. (laughs) Sorry. Keep going. So for the sake of this
2: conversation, let's say, uh, let's say the question for you is who's your second favorite. Assuming that, uh, old GL is number one. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, listen, this is really tough, tough stuff. I, I feel like I could, I could pretty easily narrow it down to like five or 10, but to only pick one is, is definitely
3: challenging. Superman. I go that way. Like immediately. Yeah. Like, Like, you know, the older you get, the longer he lives, the stronger he gets. He's got pretty much all, maybe not the strongest of everything, but damn near close of every kind of, uh, thing you could want. Uh, I mean, you you can make exceptions or excuses or, or whatever for a lot of people, but I think that's a pretty solid choice that you're not going to go, damn, I should have went with insert, you know, underdog or something, right? (laughs) whatever the other, the other people might be. So, I mean,
2: I certainly had more, more Superman comics growing up than any other superhero. So I'm, I'm not that far off from you. I think, I think where it falls apart for me with Superman is, Comparatively speaking, he kind of feels like a piece of cardboard like there there's not a ton of personality there i'm not i,
3: I don't want to be Superman. I want superman's powers there's a very different distinction. I will rule with an iron fist.
2: I said, who was your favorite and so I'm saying that like a lack oh. of personality leads me not to choose him
3: oh i'm sorry i'm I, I read you wrong. I was thinking like who would you want yeah i i I gotta learn to listen to you, John, is what I'm getting at here. My second favorite uh uh superhero. Wow, that that is a hard question. Much harder. five years in, we're gonna get this down one of these days. Uh, um, you know, I, I I I don't know. That's an interesting uh question and I'm gonna have to think of it. Do you have one?
2: Well, okay, I a few. So, growing up, I I easily could have narrowed it down to two. Growing up, I would have said because I I always include personality in this. For me, you know, like how much I laugh and things like that. I would have said either Lobo or the Punisher. Yeah, okay. I obviously I have a type. I will say now today though that is not true. I if I um, I mean Wolverine is top of the list. Uh, um, uh, but I I think if I was forced forced to just narrow it down to one. I'd probably go with Spider-Man.
3: I, I get that. I think if I had to go, I, I know you're going to say this is probably cheating. One of my favorite characters is an anti-hero, uh, but he's been in the Green Lantern mythos. Sinestro is one of my favorite characters of all time, and that's because you know what he he's it means justifying the end with him. He's doing what he thinks is right for the the greater good,
2: like Thanos.
3: Yeah, yeah. Except for yeah, different, but yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that would, you know, unfortunately it's kind of in the vein of Green Lantern, but uh, I like those, you know, same thing with kind of like Black Adam or Dr. Doom, those faulted, but have altruistic intentions, you know, in one way or another, I kind of, I dig reading about more than definitely more than like you said, the Superman's of, of the world.
2: Right, right, right. Well, there's more complexity to them. That's for sure. And that make that tends to make them more interesting. I, um, What got us talking about this was I uh, we were talking about the upcoming um, Disney Plus show What If that we're both pretty stoked about Um, and and I I, had mentioned because another one of my favorites growing up but again kind of kind of a cardboard plastic personality was Silver Surfer Uh, loved Silver Surfer when I was growing up but um, Power Cosmic but yeah kind of a a just a kind of a dud Uh, yeah Yeah. but uh, I I actually recently got. One of my favorite comics that I had when I was growing up and, you know, along the way, lost, got stolen, got rid of, whatever. What if Silver Surfer possessed or got the Infinity Gauntlet?
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: a <laughs> it's a fun one. I mean, it's, it, the what ifs are so quick because you're you're like, oh god, that could be that could be three books long. Yeah, you know, and 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 just they kind of wrap it up. It, it's like a you know a half hour.
3: <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite what if was if uh, what if Hulk went crazy, and in that one he he pretty much kills the entire MCU, and Thor kills him, breaks his neck, ends up killing oh, him. Oh wow! Yeah.
2: Uh, that another what if I picked up the other day? What if Thor fought Conan the barbarian? Oh that was a fun one too. Uh,
3: I prefer what if Thor caught Conan the late night talk show host? <laughs> I will defeat you with this tall red hair. Andy Richter.
2: Andy Richter. <laughs> <laughs> he just he he whips his hair at him, then he throws Andy Richter at him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all
3: right. All right. yeah, well, in and. and uh, Enough of that tomfoolery. I mean, we we've, this, we we kind of dabble in tomfoolery no matter what. So we're going to be back to it. But we got some emails to get to, some very specific emails, John. The Jack Freeze emails. Now, if you're not familiar listeners, John, why don't you hit them with the GoFopedia breakdown? We haven't done the GoFopedia in a while. Why don't you hit them with that? Let them know what's happening.
2: Let's do it. And don't forget, kids. Gofopedia.com. It'll take you where you need to go. <laughs> the only place you need to go. The only place you need to go.
3: Right. WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> Does
2: this look infected?
3: I really like Hysteria 51, and it turns out I'm dying of gonorrhea.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that, I, that's, that's how it happens. you die of that. Well, if you listen to Hysteria 51, you Yeah, can. yeah that's how it works. There's a promo. <laughs> All right, kids, um, here's the story. It's the story of emails allegedly sent from beyond the grave. Sorry, that just goes I, no, with that. I, need that. I need that sound the whole time. So take a deep breath and get going. <laughs> All right, first some background. Jack Fries was a 32-year-old guy living in Dunmore, Pennsylvania. He liked tattoos, motorcycles, had even started a
3: band or two. Pretty much every 32-year-old in Dunmore, Pennsylvania or on <laughs> Earth or any town USA right, exactly
2: right. exactly
3: but unfortunately
2: jack passed away on june 10th 2011 he suffered a sudden heart attack and and died at his home
3: jack and i are, are the same age that is really hard to uh, to quantify someone so young like that uh, just just dying
2: is it, it? It's always striking when you talk about someone dying who is either who's around your age. Yeah, you're like, oh god, that could be me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it hits home a lot more than um, somebody twenty years your elder dying. Uh, it just for some reason it hits home more. That's yeah. This is the part where it gets weird. Nearly six months after he passed in November of 2011, both friends and family received emails. Wait for it, from Jack. Six months after he passed away. We told you it was weird. Uh huh. And based on some details that we'll get to in in a bit, emails that were
3: definitively written after he died. Yeah. So that's kind of the the rundown. The GoFopedia on Jack Freese emails. We're gonna go to break real quick. But when we come back, what did the email say? I think that's kind of important. We might just skip them. I don't know. Uh, What did friends? (laughs) What did Jack's friends think? And could there be another explanation to this strange story? That's all coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. We're not good at including important details. <laughs> that's, that's a true story. That's an important detail. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some... Weird online thing. I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about.
2: Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off, unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Uh, today.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.
3: Uh, John, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just start writing you emails constantly, and just in case I die, you'd be like, "What is this about?" Ah, I thought I might die last night. Sorry about that. Just, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Pre- Preventative measure yeah. had to be done. <laughs> So before we went to break, we did give you the headlines. Let's get into the details. John, you told him that that Jack died on June 10th of 2011. We mentioned uh, he suffered a heart attack. And it's it's important to the story to note that that's kind of the big point of the story. Uh, It was most certainly out of nowhere. Like we said, he was 32 years old. He suffered a sudden heart arrhythmia, which is an irregular beating of the heart. Looking into this, folks have it all the time.
2: Yeah, arrhythmias can be no big deal. You might uh, have one yourself if you're listening to this. You might have a a family member that has one. But it also, if it knocks your heart enough out of whack, uh, can be fatal. I mean, it can run the spectrum, run the gamut of of bad things.
3: That's why I have to watch what I wear around the beach and stuff, because if I get too sexy, they say that people can just have heart attacks and die all around me.
2: Well, when you walk by them and they... They fall over. I would offer that that might not be the only explanation.
3: Doesn't that just feel honest and realistic? <laughs> just
2: say it. Just say it. Shh. I plead the fifth.
3: Shh, John, just say it. Just say it.
2: <laughs> All right. We are pointing this out. Not the fact that Brent might smell funny to people on the beach, but we're pointing out the fact that he died Suddenly. It's important to the story. He wasn't suffering from a long-term illness or a pre-existing condition that he was aware of.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, like so many folks that are taken from us too early, one day he was there, the next day he's gone, and it's it's terrifying. Especially you know when you're you're that young. His mother was still young. She's around his friends. Only in Jack's case, it wasn't as gone as you might think they they say. So we're gonna get into that crazy part. Enter the weird, so to speak. Yeah. Johnny said November, about six months after his death, his good friend Tim Hart was sitting on his couch doing what we all do with the TV on in the background, checking his email on his phone. He was perusing the
2: list of emails and he noticed one of the senders name was none other than Jack
3: Freeze. That has to be just a sink in your throat, a drop in your heart. You know what I mean? Oh, like- God. Yeah. Even, even if your mind like cognitively
2: can go, well, obviously this is some sort of up some sort of whatever right uh, your your visceral reaction would be like not in your stomach or just something something not great so i'm sure you know he's thinking well that's that's really odd jack's dead yeah it would lead to all sorts of, of questions and concerns like is someone playing some sort of twisted joke yeah and and then the subject line of the email was really ominous too brent it just said i'm
3: watching Truth be told, you send most of your emails with that subject line, I'm watching. (laughs) Well, you're paying attention by the
2: time you get to the body of the text, (laughs) aren't
3: you? That's true. (laughs) Uh, But Tim does open the email, and the email says, did you hear me? I'm at your house. Clean your fucking attic. Now, that seems, uh, you know, whatever, out of the the norm, whatever, but – there was a BBC interview, and Tim says that the second to last time that uh, Jack was at his house, they were up in his attic talking about what they needed to do to finish it. And Tim said that Jack told him, You better clean the attic before I get up here, meaning this is gross. I'm not going to do any work. Well, up he here. made a, it's local, so a little dirty. joke
2: about, it, Man, you better clean this shit up before I get up here uh, he to help you finish it.
3: Yeah, so that's a very specific topic. And it's personal. And it's personal for only Tim and Jack because Tim said that he he didn't share that with anyone. No one else had been there. They were alone. So it was just this quip of a conversation that caught him off guard as if it was like from the the ether. He's just reaching out and saying, hey, it really is me. Here's how you know, kind of thing.
2: Right. Now that's strange.
3: But even if Jack did send
2: the email, that's not proof he sent it after his death. I mean, this could be some sort of Weird internet aberration where some sort of like a virtual letter, imagine a real letter, but it's virtual, gets stuck in a virtual mailbox. It, it eventually breaks free from whatever it was binding it,
3: and it gets delivered. Yeah, John, this happens to you and I. It, it's happened to us several times because we have this shit email provider for our website. Stuff gets lost or it goes to spam, and then it pops up. I'll send you stuff, you know, like you didn't get it. And then like six months later, you're like, I got that email.
2: Yeah, like, I, I, <laughs> like uh, and, you, and you were obviously mad at me when you sent it. Yeah. Wow, that was a change of tone. And turns oh, out I, I haven't
3: been dead for any of those that I'm aware of. But <laughs> that's true. it would well, be crazy I mean, if I, w- <laughs> right. That is not the only way that this could have happened, though.
2: Right, like a, a technical aberration is one way. Another way
3: is it could have been a dead man switch. <laughs> it's not just for bombs anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not just from your action movies. Yeah, this is actually
3: pretty <laughs> interesting. If you don't know what it is, there's tons of companies out there that will monitor your email account for you. And if it goes radio silent for a while, or if you don't access it for a predetermined amount of time you can set that up with them. They'll send emails that you've scheduled under the assumption that you're
1: dead. Don't worry. I've started accounts for both of you.
3: Unfortunately I actually believe him in this one instead of his normal just laziness and lies. (laughs) Yeah, it involves our death.
2: But anyway, okay, okay. A couple plausible explanations there. A few things to explain away this seemingly innocent email, other than the only thing we're not we're not explaining away here, of course, is the timing. But wait a second, it's not the only email. Oh. On November twenty first, later that month, Jack's cousin also gets one. His cousin's name's Jimmy McGraw, and he was a recipient of an additional email from the same account. This time, the message was even stranger and potentially more unsettling, and we'll get to why in a moment. The subject line was simply, hey Jim.
3: Brent, what did the what did the body of the email say? It said, how you doing? I knew you were going to break your ankle. Tried to warn you. Got to be careful. Tell Rock for me, great song, huh? You're welcome. Couldn't get through to him. His blank email, blank, His inward, it's redacted, didn't work. It's redacted, yeah. It must be his, like, what what email
2: account it was. Now,
3: that's crazy, and I know what you're thinking. That's, that, too, is really fucking weird. But also, it just sounds like one buddy emailed another.
2: But here's the kicker, Brent. Remember the mention of the broken ankle? Well... Jim tells us that he broke the ankle the week before, meaning in November of 2011, walking out the door on his way to work. So all of those arguments we made earlier, they're they're moot. Whoever sent the email was aware of something that happened after
1: Jack's death, and the emails were coming from inside the house.
2: Shut up.
3: <laughs> Get out! Get out! <laughs> Now, two other things of note. Well, at least we know where he gets his sense of humor from. Right. Two other things to note from family and friends here. One, they all said they don't believe anyone had Jack's password because I I guess he didn't share it. You know, he wasn't in a relationship where they did that stuff. And two. They don't believe he was hacked. Now, that's a little harder to believe because they say they don't believe he was hacked.
0: Um, yeah,
2: well, I'll, um, I, I, I take issue with that one. And, you know, when we get to kind of our opinions, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that further. But yeah, you and I both are. are uh, the hairs on the back of our neck stood up on that one, <laughs> not on the uh, a dead man sent an email, but uh, he wasn't hacked.
3: So, you know, like you said, no one's got Jack's password. They don't believe he was hacked. So what's that? Leave the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in your case. Yeah. Yeah. And with you,
2: perhaps, but uh, n- not in this case. But, Brent, they did make the news. Oh, my God. They,
3: there was like one article written that was picked up by every news outlet on the planet, and it's almost verbatim the same one. It was pretty much the, it was the BBC. Yeah.
2: And everyone just kind of emulated the BBC. Yeah, and
3: in interviews, Jim says that he feels these emails are a blessing. Jack's way of telling loved ones he's, he's ready or they need to move on. Uh, here's a quote. He's gone, but he's still trying to connect with me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one way to say it. Now this I find interesting. Jack's mom said Think what you want about it or just accept it as a gift. I don't know. We'll get to the mom afterwards. That's an interesting thing. She went on to say, I think the emails were fantastic. They were great. They made people happy, upset some people. But to me, that's keeping people talking about him. Uh, as you would want with one of your past ones so john where did the where did the emails come from let's talk that all right so ultimately there are a few
2: possibilities right either his account was hacked or he sent them from the afterlife (laughs) the end (laughs) I, i now there are i suppose there are other two there are two other possibilities but i think we've already ruled them out you know the two other possibilities were the dead man switch or a technical glitch But because that second email was sent acknowledging something that had happened post-death, it wasn't either of those because a technical glitch or dead man switch would have meant that he sent it pre-death. So uh, we come back to the original two possibilities. His account was hacked
3: or he sent them from the afterlife. We're going to get into after the break some more stuff. We're actually going to break this one down now and tell you our feelings. Uh, my feelings, my gut feeling, it only comes from me. Maybe this is wrong. The fucking mother did it. That's where my head's at on this one, John. I think that she had sent stuff out. She uh, Now, this is just me making accusations, and it might not have been the mother. But she kept talking about how think what you want, but you might as well just accept it as a gift. And it kept people talking about him. I just felt like it was her trying to keep her son around.
2: But I don't yeah, know. I mean I could see, I could see that. I you know not it's not this is this is a victimless crime. It's not even a crime. It's uh it, it, there there are no uh nobody's hurt by this. They're only, you know, hopefully it helped them settle out things whether it was her or not. Um I could see that possibility. It's not the direction I headed though. Um I mean uh, the 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 more in reality part of me thinks that it would I mean it certainly could have been the mother, but anyone that he was hacked in one way. When well, hacked doesn't necessarily mean Some elite hacker that's part of Anonymous uh, sat there and typed away for three days to get into (laughs) his email. I mean, anyone who knows most of us, when I say us, I mean, the collective us use really shitty passwords, like really shitty, like something like 20 percent of all passwords are password. Uh, Well, (laughs) thankfully, they made them that you have to be longer than that now because, yeah, people just did that stuff. And even when we get clever with them, we get clever like using our kid's name and our parents' birthday or our favorite superhero, Brent. You know, I mean, like, like we don't get all that clever. Now, people are really starting to smarten up now with two-factor identification and, uh, and, and you know, using uh, really long strings of symbols and text that's that but but 2011 people weren't doing that they just weren't if no one was paying attention to cyber security
3: yeah they wrote their and, password on the bottom of a post-it note and put it underneath their computer like everyone did in movies back then and don't forget that your 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 operating system will often
2: autofill when you go into the login so they, they that's actually a a, a a check in the box for for someone related to him even you know, back then that was a computer. thing
3: even back then that
2: was even back yeah. then yeah yeah but but my point is this, I think that whether it was a friend, a loved one, someone, someone guessed his password and wanted to keep his memory alive and kept and keep it going. But I will say this, this is, this is one of the places where when, you know, you, i we've talked many times in the show before about how Brent, I'm generally seen as the skeptic. You're generally seen as the believer. It's not exactly fair in either case, but that's, that's kind of the, that that's the general ethos of the show. Uh, I am, um, I am a believer. We've talked uh, uh, in the afterlife,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so I do. I think it is one hundred percent for certain, without a shadow of a doubt. Not uh, from Jack. No, I wouldn't say that. I would think that if they were communicating with us from the afterlife, that they probably wouldn't do it through email. <laughs>
3: Times mean, like, they know, are a changin', man. I don't, I
2: don't know. Um, that's really assumptive I that he went it. to
3: heaven. But keep going.
2: <laughs> um the uh you know the other thing that now if you wanted to get really esoteric uh people talk about uh the afterlife perhaps being uh a- another way to say it is you know an alternate dimension um where you go after you die and various dimensions are there that we can't see because they are on some form of the electromagnetic spectrum unobservable to us as humans So if that were the case, then could it be that, you know, you could manipulate the electromagnetic spectrum to send an email from the afterlife? I guess. I don't know. That's that's a little too that's a little too out there for me. I just I'm more along the lines of, yeah, I don't think it's 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 100 percent fact that there's no way that. Loved ones that have passed on aren't communicating with us.
3: Well, we're going to get into that a little bit more after the break because this isn't the first time this has happened and this isn't the only form of electronic communication that's been studied and, and talked about. So, we're going to go to break and when we come back, what else is out there in the ether, so to speak, of the electronic superhighway, uh, ghost highway <laughs> that's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51? That'd be a pretty cool band. Name. What's that? Electromagnetic super ghost highway. <laughs> I saw them open for the shitty Beatles. How were they? They were shitty.
2: (laughs) So it's not just a clever name. So this
3: is not the first time this happened. Uh, If you want some proof... Well, let let me rephrase that, John. This is not the first time this has been claimed. This has happened, not by a long shot. Go to Reddit, and if that's not scary enough when you start digging through Reddit, dig into this part of it, because uh, there are hundreds of stories of this happening, but... There is a but. So many take places in like no sleep or creepy pasta style pages that it, it, it's impossible to root through the noise and vet them. And I think that's an important part. And But there are people that have done this. According to this guy named Brad Seeger, he's a frequent guest on Art Bell show. Uh, High tech messages from the dead should come as no surprise. That's what Brad says. Here's a quote from him. Phone calls from the dead have been recognized for decades by the paranormal community, and there are many audio tape recordings containing the voices of deceased persons. That's crazy when something like that happens. Uh, In a Mm -hmm. sense, emails simply represent a technological advance over other forms of communication. It's simply a fact that the dead want to communicate with the living anyway, anyhow. And that kind of ties into what you're saying. Times they are changing, you know, and, and, and this was something that they did. He does go on to say, though, Certainly not every claim of email from a deceased person holds up under careful analysis. Some stories I've heard are plainly ludicrous, but it's the anecdote that raises the little hairs on the back of my neck, which tells me the story rings true. And these days, I'm collecting more reports than ever from reliable individuals with authentic tales to share. But what about the nature of these messages? Are they exorcist-level gut-wrenching scary? Or mundane, like, hey, I know I'm dead, but I'm still your mother. Clean your room, comb your hair for Christ's sake. Which is kind of <laughs> the kind of the that was the kind of shit that that was coming from Jack, so to speak. Hey man, right. you said you were gonna do this, clean your goddamn fucking attic. Hey, I told right. you you're gonna fall. Watch yourself, that kind of stuff. Coming from Brad, I think an important thing is can we vet them? That is an important on everything we do, you know. No matter what you want to do. There are archivists out there that just listen. I'm more interested in the people that vet and look into these things. Yes, if we have access or had access. There are ways to get into dead loved ones' emails and other accounts, but it takes some jumping through hoops uh, and which provider carries a lot of weight. Yahoo, for instance, just says no. Like if you had a Yahoo email account and you, you were to die and your wife wanted to get into it, no.
1: Thank God.
3: <laughs> Gmail is less uh, straightforward. I was looking into the, all their, you know, I was looking at major providers and things like that. It's less forward, but still pretty much says no. There are forms you can fill out. They'll cl- they'll close your your Gmail for you, things like that. If you really want in there, there are places that can help you for a fee that will, you know, look into the to 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 breaking into it for you. Or like you brought this up, just look into their password manager and you might get lucky. A lot of people, especially if they live alone. So if they just keep their, you know, if they're using a, a PC, it's in Google, um, get into their password manager and you might be able to see it. That kind of seems gross, but it can also give family members closure at times. So it's important to know options.
2: Yeah. You're talking about a lot of very straightforward ways to vet whether an email was sent or not. You know, I, um. This reminds me of, a, there's a podcast I listen to that I really like uh, called The Darknet Diaries. Diaries. Uh, the host is Jack Reesider. We should we should actually reach out to Jack and see if he wants to come on Send the show. Send me an email. That'd be it awesome, it's yeah. It's a great show. And he talks about the dark side of the internet and, um, you know, interesting spooky tales and things that happen. But they're all real. It's like, you know, people go completely black hat and, uh, and, and do some crazy shit. And then there's also like pen testers and anyway – what I've learned through listening to that show, because he doesn't dumb down the language. it's it, you know, it, it, He talks to real people, real hackers, real people that have done these things, and they, they talk through how they do this. And there are so many ways to look up IP addresses, to backtrack yes. uh, where, where emails came from, to completely and totally know down to the date, time, machine, and keys that were stroked. Uh, where something came from. So if if like let the government, let's say, uh, you know, the FBI actually wanted to figure out where these
3: emails had come from, barring the paranormal, they could. Right, there's a there's a website that I went to called Make Use Of, and they have a whole thing on how to trace your emails back to the source. You can find the right. IP address. Now, the big question, is there an IP address in heaven, John, or is he using the IP address from his local computer? And if they... Well, were it reroutes to the local computer. Uh, that's what you know uh, Oh, okay. But there are, there are other little breadcrumbs along
2: the way that, that, uh, I didn't even know about. Like, uh, if hackers are good enough, they can tell what, um, like fi gateway you were using mm-hmm. and it leaves little crumbs. And then the actual, um, ISP, the portal you have at your, your cable modem, let's say, uh, it leaves little crumbs and then, you know, the user agent, of course. So what kind of, what kind of, uh, uh actual device and the, uh, uh operating system it leaves little crumbs like all of this stuff is there if the right person is analyzing
3: it and also how secure is email that's outside of this you know a lot of emails uh now we have multi-layered authentication if you want to log into my emails you have to log in then i'm also going to get something on my phone i have to tell you that i'm using it you know or there's Authy and and other things like that that use codes that are rolling codes that you got to put into wait them. a
2: second all those fuck you emails you sent you said cbot did those but you're telling me he
3: couldn't have gotten it well in he's email. got access to lots of things john you're breaking uh- up what'd you say <laughs> Caller: Hello. <laughs> um it, it, it's one of those things where if you really want to get to down to brass tacks with the stuff you can it might not be free, it might be sketchy. This breaks down to me in my mind of what we just said earlier. Was Jack communicating for the from the dead or is it just a hoax? I don't know that it matters. The source of the emails are still a mystery, but you know Jack's friends say no one had his password and they don't believe it was hacked. Like I said, his mom said, think what you want about it or accept it as a gift. Sometimes these things are just gifts. Now, if you, oh, dear listener, want to leave a gift for your loved ones after you die, we were talking about it earlier. There are places. One of them is last words delivery. Uh, They say they send wills, but It sounds like getting the last word on someone. You know, after you die, they'll 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 make (laughs) sure see if you died and then send out your will or whatever else you had. There were tons of in fact these um the websites I was on looking this story up had links to seven or eight other services that are now defunct. Which is an interesting thing to me that this was such a big thing that kind of went out of business, so to speak. Yeah, it was it was a big thing for a while. I, I, you're right.
2: I did some I did some searching myself and and found, like you said, you know, 10 of them at least. And and, and some of them are still around. But it does seem like uh, kind of one of those as the social media platforms, as the the main email servers get more advanced and actually take steps to help families. You know, Gmail has set up a process now. Facebook has set up a process now. Twitter hasn't. Um, but many of them have, uh, it, all of a sudden it makes a lot of these services, uh, not as profitable to run, right. But, uh, uh but yeah, they, they exist. And if you want to, if you want a dead man switch on some sort of message, you know, Hey, I really did rub my butt on your cupcake in fifth grade, you know, <laughs> could you, could you, could you wait, it? you did, <laughs> <laughs> Did that seem
3: too specific? I don't I, I can never I can tell. Never tell. <laughs> yeah, John, it's an interesting thing as as technology, the thought of as technology progresses, do spirits. I mean, that's something that we have to talk about. Like you said, they were calling and we were like, Yeah, it makes sense they'd call, but emails? Well, why is that any different? Are they gonna leave us TikToks in 10 years or you know, whatever the next uh the thing you said is death if we want to look at it that way is something that we don't understand is it just a doorway is it another dimension is another universe is it what what is it well that's for us to find out one day
2: you know what would be even cooler than if you were able to like hack and look all this up and you see rather than like the ip address being blank you know it'd be like dun 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 Mm -hmm. it'd be like wait, wait this why is the ip address all sevens (laughs) it's the ip address for heaven across
3: the sky and down (laughs) from heaven that's the way we make (laughs) our (laughs) seven like literally oh
2: oh that's it's it's that's i should have known Uh,
3: uh, there's a country song in there somewhere but i just can't figure it out Uh, yeah i think you're right i (laughs) mean there is so that's our thoughts and uh, you know for once John kind of went on to the, the paranormal route and I was just the mundane nah, you know the butler did it type thing what do you guys think how can they tell us John
2: they can tell us by going to facebook.com and searching hysteria nation it is our Facebook discussion group kids we have seen hundreds of you pour in recently and we appreciate it and we we want to invite the rest of you to come on in the pool the water's warm <laughs> go to facebook.com and search hysteria nation uh,
3: John pees in it that's why i just want to let you guys know that right now also while you're jumping on things facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod that's a regular page patreon patreon patreon.com get yourself some up all nights mad blurry hysteria some rapping hosts some uh audio dramas all sorts of fun stuff and you can hear yourself 773-669-7277 773-669-7277 by popular demand, something that I didn't think we we're ever going to do, and we even asked a lot. even since we started doing voicemails again, we took a little reprieve there when John and I weren't recording together. We're going to do a voicemail episode coming up.
2: Yes. So if you've been waiting to hear your voicemail, an uh, upcoming week. Tough titty. We deleted maybe them. Maybe get the chance. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to play all thousand we have in the uh in the the reservoir but uh we'll play a lot i gotta
3: tell you there are a few hundred of them that are three four five minutes long i'm not playing them i'm just not they're just they're just getting deleted if you want to hear yourself under a minute keep it under a minute uh going now we love you all and we appreciate you taking the
2: time but some of you just get really hammered and decide to call. I don't us, need your manifesto. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I I, appreciate it. I And, and you know, many of you are just calling to scream at c which I also appreciate. But uh, it's not necessarily going to get played on the podcast.
3: Yeah. Or maybe I'll get uh, rip on drunk and then play him on the podcast. You never know. It's kind of a choose your own. Event. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. uh, don't forget, you can find all this gofopedia.com like we said earlier hysteria51.com tell a friend
2: tell a loved one Send it. Send an email from the great beyond to listen Ooh, to There
3: you go. And something that we haven't asked you to do for a while. We've been a little stagnant on there. Review us. Review us wherever. If you're on iTunes, or I guess that's Apple Podcast now for several years. Review us. Podchase wherever you have. If they can, we would love it. Do whatever's in your heart. But I bet your heart tells you five stars.
2: Apple Podcast is still the the number one place that people leave reviews. But you can you can leave reviews on Stitcher. You can leave them on. Spotify, you know, rate us, follow us, subscribe
3: to or us. Or if you're feeling do, froggy, do, do them on all of them. Ooh,
2: doggy. <laughs> oh, that's a business, man. Like, could we, we, we should, we should drop an app that like will send it to all platforms instantaneously oh, I hate these well. guys
3: because blah, 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 <laughs> diary of the Brent
2: is an ugly yeah, pigeon remember right,
3: that right. I forget every once in a while I hear that still or I see that and I'm like oh my god I forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> that was only three years ago. yeah right alright kids so that's been our thoughts on uh, well emails from the, the gray beyond with that said I've been Brent I've been John he's been conspiracy bat stay woke meet sex
1: it was terrible it was just terrible oh
2: Anyway, if you want to
0: suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of ConspiracyBot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just
2: log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at
0: Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.